So Dubtown. Dub Browns. You can't spell Browns without that dub. At least the last two weeks you can't. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I lost know. lost two on the road and then one two. And uh feeling good. Feeling good, looking good. Uh you know, it, it was interesting game. There's multiple points in that game where like we're we're not gonna lose this or we're not gonna be able to win this. And then I'm like, we're definitely gonna win this. Then we're like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Joe Flacco's throwing three interceptions. But he led a awesome game winning drive and really I think never lost confidence in himself. That was huge. Uh, Joe Flacco continues to provide these great passes that uh, get big chunk plays. And um, yeah, he, I think he's like a saving grace at this moment for us, man, as we kind of push down the, the stretch of this NFL season. And I've talked to my brother a lot about this where you know, as much as we hurt and we have 14 people on IR, um, I feel like we are just scratching the surface of our potential and Joe Flacco's, uh, his ability to connect with people like David and Joku, which was so good this past week, Amari Cooper, which was so good, his built-in relationship with Elijah Moore, you know, and even Cedric Tillman's getting the ball. David Bell, like we're, you know, Jordan Atkins, we're, we're getting these, these players involved and I feel like it's just getting started. Um, and I, I feel like it's with a lot of teams that are, are starting a lot of like the big teams in the NFL right now, especially the AFC are kind of having growing pains at this point in the season. And I'm kind of like, well, I feel like we, we, we can still prove and do more with this, with this current team that we have compared to like a lot of these other teams i feel confident this defense continue to be obviously with a couple of injuries but very strong and this offense i think just doing enough has been going a long way and uh i don't know i'm, I'm getting weirdly confident in this in this you know set of uh b string guys uh, across the board but uh i don't know it's a, we're a couple of weeks away from the playoffs, but I mean, hey man, another dub, and we're coming into a week where we, you know, go to uh, Houston on Christmas Eve to a CJ Stroudless Houston team. How do you feel? <laughs> well, we get to see an old friend of ours in Case Keenum if mm-hmm. CJ Stroud cannot go. Yeah. Um, the Texans are also probably going to be without their leading pass rusher, Noah Anderson. Um, Has not practiced yet. Yes, this is a very tough Texans team. Um, they're really good at being ball hawks in the secondary. Absolutely. Still very good. Still very well-rounded defense. Um, they're a little weak against the run, which mm. is a good thing. Um, offensively. Earlier on in the season, they had a nice set of receivers. Now they're they're, de- they're like diminished, brother. Like yeah, it's they're pretty, they're pretty banged up at the moment. It's hurt um, my fantasy team. <laughs> that Tank Dell injury, Nico Cal or Nico uh, Collins has been in and out of the lineup. Um, yeah, 
offense has been a struggle. And I, I don't know where the hell Damian Pierce has been at, dude. He was like a fourth round pick for me in fantasy. And he's been like, like right now, I look at my fantasy chart, dude, and they project him getting three points against us. Three wow. points. Dude, I love like. He had, but, like, like you, he had like 115 yards last week. But that's like, but then outside of like, I think week two, he hasn't done anything. You know, so it's like Devin Singletary's been like the guy the last like six weeks. Like, well, that's a good set of running backs there, at least. Definitely is. That's it. That's going to give them some, uh, um, you know, some push against the Browns defense. That's pretty poor against the run. Um, but as far as the Browns, they come off a, a nice close win. Um, you had to dig deep in the fourth quarter. Um, Joe Flacco struggled in the first couple quarters and found life in the fourth quarter. Um, that's what you want out of your starting quarterback. That's what winning teams do. Um, if you're down with your back against the wall, you'll be able to fight back. That's exactly what they did. Uh, 13 points really It seemed like it was a smaller deficit than it actually was. Um, you know, you, you turned the ball over four times in that game. Um, you gave him every opportunity to just absolutely run away with it, but you didn't. Um, the only scoring drive the Bears had was off um, an interception. Pick um, six. Yeah, yeah and, they, and they got the ball at the one-yard line. So yeah. the fact that it took them four four plays to punch that ball in tells you a lot about this defense. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we can sit here and talk about last week against the Bears. It's, you know, it's a good win. They slowed down Justin Fields, who's been kind of warming up. But it's a Bears team that struggled all year. Um, their defense was very impressive. Um, I, I would think. Great, man. Sweat looked great. Yeah. Sweat did look great. But it just shows you where the Browns are as a team. Um, I did think at some points in the game, I thought, well, maybe this is their breaking point. This is where they're going to hit that brick wall yeah. with, with their injuries. I was going to say, dude, especially that line. Like, can we talk about the line real quick? That offensive yeah. line is obliterated. Like, it's it's not even close to what it was in the beginning of the year. We've lost three of our tackles, and they're really good tackles, and they're just gone. And you don't have Poichic, and you might be without Betonio again. He has not week. practiced yet this, this week. So, I mean, look, if Stefanski can win the 11 games, <laughs> he deserves coach of the year. It's it's honestly kind of ridiculous at this point that they've been able to win so many games with all these injuries. We're nine and five, uh, brother. That's crazy. I know, and they're they're knocking at the door of ten. Um, you know, you you want to feel confident going into this game. Um, it's a Texans team that's kind of been up and down all season. They've sure. had some very remarkable wins, but also some really silly losses. Um. Just like one against the Jets not uh, two weeks ago. Where they, Panthers. They went into New York and lost 30-6. to six. 
Then they dropped one to Carolina in a field goal shootout. It's just like, well, where do you go from there? Um, you know, this is a six-loss team. Um, they're still very young. They have a lot of upside. So a lot of upside. It's one of these games that it could get really ugly, but it could also get really good for us. Um, it just kind of depends what kind of Browns team are we going to see. Um, I really hope that the Browns defense shows up again. Um, I thought the back safeties, they had to fill in for the starters, played very well. <laughs> Ronnie Hickman, Ronnie Hickman graded out really well with PFF. Um, and then DeAnthony Bell with the game ceiling INT. Yes, I thought, he, I thought he had a pretty solid game as well. Um, JOK has been absolutely phenomenal. He, Everything that we hoped for when we draft drafted him. Dude, he's becoming like a game breaker. He really is. He's becoming like that guy where it's like he's faking a blitz and then he goes for it and it's like almost a guarantee he's either going to get a sack or the, or the quarterback's going to scramble out and throw the ball away. He is so good and uh, how they're utilizing him right now is like a dream scenario for him. And it, it's been incredible, and I'm I'm so happy to see it. Yeah, um, you know, and it, and it helps with Miles being banged up and Denzel being banged up that we're seeing other guys really start to step up. That um, you know, you drafted them to see this um step up from them. Um, I think another guy that flies underneath the radar is Cam Mitchell. Um. <sighs> He's been very solid against the run. Um, he might have won us that game. Game-winning play. Yeah. He tripped up Justin Fields in the open field on that, what, fourth and one or fourth and two? Not only did he do that, but he got through a, a block on the edge to make a shoestring tackle to stop Fields awesome. a half inch short. Literally half an inch. Yes. And, you know, that's – that's why you draft players, you know, for big time plays like that. And it sure. really paid off. It really paid off for the Browns this week. Um, he he's really stepped into a solid role. Um, I think Greg Newsom has been a big help. Um, there's been games that he's been shredded, but you know, the game he had against Jacksonville was phenomenal. You could say the same thing about Emerson. Um, you're just yeah. starting to see guys that, you know, they were more background players to Denzel and and Miles really starting to play through and carry this defense. Um, yeah. But, and but, that really goes back to, like, how great – and this is a props to Andrew Barry of how good he is at filling in holes and just drafting quality players that – or NFL ready and NFL caliber guys. And that's something that you don't really see that often. Or some people just swing for the fences and be like, wow, this guy's a big name, you know, but I, th I think Barry looks at it as like, this guy will actually produce and make actual plays and be relevant in the NFL down the line during his rookie contract. And it, it's so nice to see that some of these guys are even so like Ronnie Hickman was undrafted out of Ohio state. 
he stepped in and played great. Like, you know, like yeah, Cam Mitchell was, was a what a fifth well. round pick, right? Cam Mitchell's a fifth round pick. Like, dude, like that's the kind of players, and that's what makes your team good now. But also, this is what makes your team good in the future when salary caps really starts getting stretched. Like, you need these players like this that we're talking about right now down the line. Exactly. But um, going forward for this game this week, um, I think the Browns really have to get this ground game going and our Royal Donuts keys to the game. Um, you know, they've been really down in the dumps when it's come to running the ball the last few weeks. Um, 26 attempts for, for you know, 30-something yards. Um, yeah. That's from a combination of running backs. And that is piss poor. And we're talking Bad. about a yard, almost a yard per uh, carry. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, this is still the number seventh ranked offense when it comes to running the ball. And it's just not there right now. And it doesn't seem like they're really giving themselves opportunities to run the ball more. You got a 38-year-old quarterback who's had brilliant games, but in each of those games, he's thrown the ball over 40 times. Um, yeah. We're, we're just kind of at the point where when is the Magic starting going to run, like, wear out? He can't throw it that many times. We can keep this going. It's not a – with the way this team's built, you're not going to win many games – with this defense and throwing the ball 40 times. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if Joe Flacco can do this for, you know, all the way to the Super Bowl, then he should be making, you know, seven, you know, seven digits. Or take that back, probably like a nine-digit contract. Because that's pretty phenomenal football there. You know, that's, that's Patrick Mahomes kind of stuff. Or Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Um, yeah. It just, at this point in his career, we cannot rely on him to do that every week. Um, he he is someone that just came off the street no less than a month ago. Um, to, so to continue to ask him game, game in and game out to throw the ball 45 times on average. Yeah. Is, it's going to be too much. They gotta be able to get this ground game going. They're playing the Texans defense that's struggled against the run. They lost some big plays last week um, against the Titans, um, and we really got to see Jerome Ford really start to develop because ideally that's our future. Sure. Um, we we don't know what it's going to be without Nick Chubb, and I think it's it's time that we start to see more out of him. Um, in the upcoming weeks because it's contract time very soon. Very yeah. soon. And and you look at, you know, we, we don't have this conversation at all where, I mean, Nick Chubb had a very brutal injury. And at least for me, like, I, I don't expect him to come back and be, like, the best player and, you know, best running back in the NFL again. It might might take half a season, if not more, in my opinion, to, like, really be able to play like Nick Chubb has. So having someone like Jerome Ford really go out of this season on like a high level, 
is going to be huge. And we've seen this. It, it's very much like an up and down, up and down uh, type of type of season with our run game where we play really good, then really bad, really good, really bad. And uh, like just some stats this past week, man, Kareem Hunt at seven attempts for eight yards. That's 1.1 a carry. Uh, Jerome Ford, eight attempts, 20 yards, average of 2.5. And we have Pierre Strong, two attempts, two yards. Uh, Something needs to change there, and they really need to keep it in gear. Now, I will say, I think why we're struggling so much in the run game is that, dude, our, our, our offensive line is so beat up. It's so freaking beat up where we can't play. We can't do like, like a swing tackle anymore, you know, or swing the guard out to block because then like there's a free guy and you can't really trust James Hudson to block an open guy. And it's either that defensive player and Jerome Ford or make that block and an instant. I don't think that skill level is there. So I think that's where it really beats us up and where why we're really seeing all these like problems in the run game. So our, our offensive line is so freaking beat up, man. Um, that, you know, if one thing is going to suffer logistically, it's the run game. So, you know, we need to figure out how to utilize those guys. And we've done a lot of with the check downs, but in, in quick throws. But if we can at least do something. Uh, this week to really boost everyone's confidence in that run game. I think it's going to go a long ways down the stretch. Um, you know, and, and I, I think another key to the game here is just control Case Keenum. Case Keenum, as as we saw, doesn't really have the most amazing arm in the world. Um, you know, going back from his, his Cleveland days, uh, he, he's an older quarterback that kind of struggles with, you know, longer passes. So, you know, look for a lot of passes that are kind of, you know, intermediate, you know, over the field, maybe probably within that 15 yard window uh, is, is kind of where he specializes in. So if we can really shut that down and kind of don't give him that opportunity to make those those, you know, those quick plays that that we kind of see. And I think he's really at this point can only really make. I think they're going to rely on the run game. The run game has been very good. Um and, and, our, and our run defense has been kind of limited. But I think that's going to make them one-dimensional, as we talk about all the time. Um, and, and we talk about throwing. Super amazing. We're top five in com lowest completion percentage in the NFL. Three of them are on the Browns. Crazy stat. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think that's going to be a huge factor in this game. All right. Well, let's just step right into cocktails. Who do you think should should be our cowtail this week? Uh, dude, cowtails, it's a great thing, great question. Um, you know, we just talked about the run game. Man, it, it it's that whole crew, you know. I, I think it starts with Jerome Ford, obviously, is our is our number one back. But I think those guys, you know, even with a beat up offensive line, really need to start start it going no matter what. So against this I, I don't want to say this offensive line that you know, for, for the Texans that kind of has been giving up decent amount of yards on the ground, but someone that's without Will Anderson to really take advantage of that and, and make our offense not one-dimensional, having Joe Flacco being able to take, and like you mentioned, not throw, like last week he threw 44 times, man. 
you know, I'd love to see a, a game of Joe. We win a game and Joe Flacco throws it fifty times. Like, let's, I don't want that. Like, let's have it down at like thirty maybe or twenty five. So, yeah, that this whole run run game or whole run crew. All right. Well, I, I think it has to go to the chief, the master of the cowtails. The last Dude, couple. Oh, so good this year. Oh man, talk about a breakout season for the guy. Yeah. Um I mean, some big games, big plays for the guy. Um, back-to-back weeks, over 100 yards. Um, I mean, a remarkable touchdown in the back of the end zone this week. Beautiful. Um, you know, he's been Flacco's guy, and hopefully he can continue that and be a spark for this offense. Um, you know, when you're at this point in the season, you're banged up, you lost guys for the year, you need someone to step up. And he's been one of those guys that's just been – phenomenal for them he's took on that leader role so well for this team they're they're going to move forward because of players like david and joku um so mike lewis real estate games to watch i gotta go within the get within the division it's december that's afc north football uh you got the cincinnati Bengals head into the steel city to face the steelers you want to talk about a game that has AFC wildcard implications? This is the one. And it's somehow, it always starts in the AFC North. Um, the Bengals have been on a run the last few weeks with Jake Browning kind of giving new life to the Cincinnati Bengals since Burrow has been uh, out for the rest of the season. And then now you have the, the deadbeat Steelers who were – the front runners in a wild card now have found themselves way out of the wild card, trying to find their way back in. Um, both teams are coming in at seven and seven. Um, one comes off a three game losing streak. Another one comes off a three game winning streak. Um, so I, I, I really think with Jamar chase out this week, going into the steel city, Mason yeah. Rudolph being named the starting quarterback for the Steelers. Wolf. This this sets the framework to be a pretty good game, and it's a rivalry game, so you can throw records right out the window and what you've done the last three weeks before. And to tell you the truth, I think the Steelers are going to come out of this one with a win. Yeah, I, th- I think it really depends on how Mason Rudolph plays, right? If he plays a decent, you know, I think it could go a long way. Um, but I did find it. I don't know. It keeps refreshing on me. I knew I had it in my head, but I didn't want to act like an idiot. Um, but 49ers versus Ravens, because I, I think obviously the Ravens have a very tough schedule coming up. And if they dropped one to the Niners, which, you know, could easily happen to very, very, I mean, they're tied. You know, if you look at like the, you know, the whole NFC, AFC, they're very tied. They're 11 and three, both two very good teams. And, it would be awesome to see them drop another one and, and us start to kind of kind of claw, claw back. Um, if we keep winning and they keep losing, it could be very interesting and very unique. And I also just love watching that uh, 49ers team uh, play. I think it's, it's super fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, I'm go Niners. Um, but it, it's be a cool one. So uh, what are you feeling for this game? What's your prediction? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. But I, th- I think, in my opinion, Browns are going to pull it out. I'm going to go 23 to 20 Browns. 
Um, I, I think Case Keenum's going to have a decent game. Uh, but I, I think our defense is going to kind of like just kind of take over at some point, and Joe Flacco's going to be Joe Flacco. All right, well, I'm going to go 16 to 7. Browns. Wow, it's only seven points, huh? Yeah, I, I think this is going to be one of those odd games. Um, Houston really didn't put up much points last week. It's only 19-16, um, you know, but they're not going against the Tennessee Titans this week. True. Um, they're going against the Cleveland Browns, who've been very tough against the pass. Keenum's prone to making boneheaded mistakes. Um, you know, we're, we should be very glad we're not playing C.J. Stroud at this point in the season. Um, so I think the Browns are going to come fired up and try to, to punch their ticket this week. Um, a win within the next two weeks gives the Browns a 99% chance to get in the playoffs. They're sitting at 92%. Um, but if we win this week, there's eight different scenarios for them to get in, but I'd rather them just win and win next week and call it that. And we can worry about Cincinnati later on. But let's win this yeah. week first. So, yeah, with that being said, uh, yeah, it, it should be an interesting week. And it's going to be a short week as after this game on, on Christmas Eve. Uh, it's just a few short days later on Thursday night, we play the Jets. So should be it should be interesting. But I believe that one is at home. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it's at home. It's at home. So, yeah, hopefully we can add another. Yeah, I can add, add another dub. So. Uh, with that being said, have great holidays and uh, go Browns. Make witness, make it, go Browns, go Browns.